Check. Aight. Kipstone the Magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> In association with a right to create. Swag. Shout out my nigga Marcus Cap. That is at a green. Eugene Turner. Yeah, we're back. Did you miss us or miss the podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the good kids, and I am, of course, your host, the goodest kid on the block, Carlton Douglas Kinley. We are back after a very short hiatus, but as they say in the wrestling industry, they can't miss you if you never go away. I am, of course, joined as always by my man, my co-host, my second chair, the Jay-Z to my Kanye, the run to my DMC, the 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 Pierre Bourne to my Playboy Cardi, the Petey Pablo of podcasting himself, Dakota Lofton. Dakota, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Back back like we never left. Exactly. I'm hoping I'm hoping I can keep the uh, the intros as on point as they have been in the past. I've had a couple weeks to work on that one, so I hope it lived up to the hype. Hey, always does, brother. Absolutely, that's what we like to hear. So, we were back. We missed. Uh, was, we missed a week of recording, maybe a week and a half, but we're back, and we plan on bringing you a very hot episode. We are bringing you the freshman episode, where we are going to discuss the the often controversial XXL freshman list that has been dropping every year since 2009, and give our own personal picks for who we think is going to who would make the list next year. But before we get into all that, Dakota, do you want to go ahead and fill us in as to what what happened as to why did we miss it? What was going down? Yeah, man, took a little uh, took a little trip down to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it was my buddy's birthday, his 25th birthday. God damn, we're getting old as fuck. But my <laughs> boy, uh, good, yeah, my boy uh, B turn turned 25. Oh, um, it was for B turn's birthday. Yeah, good yeah, shit. yep. And um, so, yeah, went down to Nashville, Tennessee, Chiefs Chiefs versus Titans that Sunday. Uh, was it two Sundays ago now? I believe so. Uh, yeah, unfortunately we didn't win. It's but breaker of a game, but at least we got the W back in Mexico City a couple facts. nights ago from this recording. Yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly a week ago. But um, yeah, I went out to Nashville, and while it was a uh, – while. It, my football team took an L. It was definitely one of the best trips that uh, I've ever taken. It was fun, just uh, good people, good times, and I had no idea that Nashville went that hard. So, uh, yeah. highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Anybody thinking now, about it? Now, I uh, I saw from some of the the Snapchats, you guys did a, a fair amount of bar hopping. It seemed. What was the uh, What was the I guess aesthetic or sort of the 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 music style that because I imagine Nashville is a lot of country music was that how, the vibe of most of the bars? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You get you get your country music from up here. In <laughs> yeah, a little different. I mean, you get. Uh, I mean, I feel like I kind of heard the heard the same stuff uh, that I would hear, but okay. it, it was definitely Nothing too crazy. It was a lot of live music, so there was a lot of like covers. Oh, I heard. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I heard like I heard anything from uh, old. I don't even know. Uh, like Garth Brooks covers yeah. to like Alice in Chains covers and it was it was pretty funny to see just regular people trying to 
like just lace out some Lane Staley and Allison Chains. <laughs> it was insane, but I was there for it because I was a uh, very intoxicated, and it was it was just a fun time, man. So do you have a do you have a preference when you're out uh, bar hopping and you're uh, you're you're feeling yourself, as they say? Do you have a preference between uh, live music and sort of jukebox recorded stuff? I go live music, man. That shit's fun. I'm. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, you can definitely play your hits, play what you want on the jukebox, but there's just something, uh, something with the live. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and those people, I mean, they'll play covers. They can play like old school, like TLC and shit like totally. that. So, I mean, I'm I'm there for whatever. Usually, when I'm in that state of mind, so. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, shout out to Nashville. I'm hoping once we get this uh, our touring acts together, we'll definitely make a stop down in Nashville and they can show us how they party. Oh, um, yeah, hell what yeah. Is, uh, what is Braden's podcast name again? Let's give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ain't No Seeds podcast. Best uh, best KU uh, podcast in the game. Come at me with whatever you want. Um, those are my boys. Uh, Ryan... Uh, uh, Big Daddy Bax and my boy B Turn. Hey uh, B, homeboy I went to second grade with. Yeah, yeah, f- friends of the podcast, man. Yeah, they're uh, good people doing their thing, and uh, I yeah. think KU's got a pretty good squad coming this year, so yeah. it's gonna be a fun year for. If them. you give any fucks about college basketball and you're not listening to that show, I wouldn't consider you a fan, to be honest. Oh, exactly. I I think it's kind of must listen at this point. I I think they're killing it, man. Like they. Uh, oh yeah, it seems like they they got a lot of a lot of fans on whenever I check their shit out on Twitter. So and their guest their guest game is on point, dude. <laughs> yeah, they've had some fucking legit people, like mm-hmm. uh, old players and shit. Sharon, Tyshawn, all of them, man. Right on. They're killing it. Shout out, ain't no seats. Absolutely, check them out. Ain't no seats. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and get into our show, and we are gonna kick things off with a slightly different vibe we're gonna go maybe a, a perhaps a recurring segment depending on how this goes i'm gonna bring up a little bit of news that's been happening in the music world a little bit of news that's been happening particularly in the hip-hop world and sort of bounces these headlines off you and just sort of let me know what you think about them uh first one i think has been the most notable news over the last couple of weeks uh, I get this headline from Pitchfork.com. Drake booed off stage at Camp Flognob by fans expecting Frank Ocean as a surprise headliner. What did you think when you saw this headline? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you might know, but I'm not the biggest Drake fans. But So when I first saw this, I thought it was a good like time to kind of pounce and... And uh, pile on this just motherfucker. pile it on him because uh, my goat doesn't get booed off stage. Um, but... I mean, I. That is a good point. No, I, I I was listening to some people talking about this uh, Joe Budden podcast, and they were saying, uh, just talking about how th- they went in depth about this. Probably, uh, hopefully, we don't go as in depth about it as they <laughs> I, did. We will not. <laughs> but they uh, they were just talking about like, oh, how is he going to bounce back? Does uh, does this happen with Kendrick? Does this happen with anyone else? But I think that's kind of irrelevant because I feel like it was a weird kind of set of circumstances that he went into it with because I actually like, kind of read into it and they were talking about how Frank Ocean wasn't going to show up so Tyler the creator the guy who put the fucking yeah, Camp Flogna show, show yeah. together he was like alright cool let me do this power move real quick and get the biggest artist in the <laughs> world right. to come take Frank's spot which I mean Frank in concert is going to is going to be dope regardless but I thought it was a cool move on Tyler's part mm-hmm. and I just thought it would I don't really know the whole thing I mean you got you got that video of those kids booing and I think that was I think that was just a bunch of little 
Generation Z kids that are just spoiled and wanted some Frank Ocean or something. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it out. Like, no, I don't <laughs> think know. Drake's career is over or anything like that. I do think it is an interesting take. You were mentioned. You were mentioning it's like, is there ever a, a scenario like the goat conversation? Is there ever a scenario when other goats like has Jay Z ever been booed off stage? Was Biggie or Pac or will Kendrick ever be booed off stage? That's something interesting to consider. But at the same time, I feel like Flogna. It's you know it's. It, it was started as an odd future centered event and so mm-hmm. it's you're going to attract a very specific type of music fan it's not just going to be your general you know hip-hop fan or someone that just wants to go to a music festival it's in la so it's like there's a music festival every other fucking weekend oh yeah so you're attracting spoiled. a very particular set of music fans so it doesn't surprise me that drake got booed off stage I do think it is kind of hilarious um, <laughs> that a whole festival booed the guy. Yeah. But it doesn't really change my opinion on Drake. I, I think mo- everybody's going to forget about it in a couple months. I don't think it's some huge career-defining issue. but yeah. Know, and I think Tyler himself sort of acknowledged on Twitter, he was like, it was a little bit tone deaf. It's like you can see why people that take hip-hop very seriously in like especially you could i I think we could classify it as like alternative hip-hop is sort of the style that that was being catered to there Mm -hmm. and then you bring out sort of the biggest quote-unquote mainstream rapper it's like yeah that would get that would get most people to sort of most people of that ilk to sort of be like eh, yeah it's not really my thing yeah you know it is weird. It's a weird thing. Like, yeah. the biggest guy got booed. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, you were saying, like, Biggie, like, did they get booed? I mean, I'm sure they did starting out, but not in this stage of their career. I right. Feel like not Drake's when they were on his... making millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think he's on his climax. Like, obviously, it doesn't do anything to him, but it, we're definitely having this conversation. So, yeah, you never know, man. I mean, I'm sure he's going to drop another album, break a bunch of streaming records, and have three good songs on his album like he always does so yeah and the album will still be two and a half hours long uh, yeah Jesus Christ rack up those streaming numbers so shouts out to Drake seems like he took it pretty well um but also pretty fucking funny yeah um, I, yeah I liked it <laughs> next uh quick news story I wanted to drop on you and this isn't necessarily a news story it's more of an announcement but it's gonna kind of play into what I wanted to talk about later but uh, we have an announcement of an album between a collaborative album between O3 Greedo and Kenny Beats. Mm-hmm. Netflix in Deal is going to be dropping later on this month. I believe they said the 28th of oh no the 22nd. So that is holy shit. That's tomorrow. I just realized. Yeah. So shit. That's that gonna be tomorrow. dropping at midnight. God damn. <laughs> I know what I'm listening to on the fucking ride home. Hell so yeah. <laughs> we've got loads of dope features. We've got Freddie Gibbs, Vince Staples, Maxo Cream, Key, all sort of uh, frequent collaborators of Kenny Beats. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because uh, if you're not familiar with O3 Greedo, he's... Get he's very, familiar. Yes, please. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's been very uh, uh, prolific, but he has been incarcerated since I believe either late last year or early this year with drug charges. But he's still putting out tons of music, tons of music. He put out two very quality album, uh, like hour and a half long mixtapes last year, and he's currently one of my favorite hip hop artists. And the reason I bring this specific thing up is because I feel like a collaborative album with Kenny Beats will sort of it, it has the potential to turn him into a much bigger name, more of a household name. Maybe not household, but as far as rap fans go, I think this album could. V- 
get him on the radar of a lot of people that haven't heard him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my personal favorite uh, albums having to do with Kenny Beats is Keys 777. And, I mean, that was entirely produced by uh, Kenny Beats, and I had had already known uh, Key up to that point, but I don't really think it really pushed him into the mainstream, but it definitely opened people's like eyes up outside oh, of, I would say, me. Atlanta. Yeah, and, um, and I can definitely see something maybe even of a bigger magnitude happening with Greedo just because he's on the West Coast. He's I think he definitely embodies that whole like West Coast culture. He's mm-hmm. from he's from like Watts, isn't he? What is he? He's Com- is he Compton? He, I, can't I, remember. I believe yeah, uh, Compton. He's definitely. from L.A. All right. he, um, but he moved around a lot. Like I think he was he lived in Missouri for a while. Oh, like word. he spent a lot of time all over the place. But he identifies definitely as a Compton. Yeah, guy. so he reps like street crip. Yeah, he reps reps Cali. So I mean he's. It, I mean, he's already pretty much popping. You can hear what Vince Staples has to say about him and everyone, like, in that documentary that just dropped with... Uh, I don't know if it's dropped, but, like, maybe some snippets. I was watching some snippets Ooh, I don't of think it. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, dropping a documentary for it. Fucking and, Yeah, so it's going to be cool, man. I mean, obviously, he's, like, he's like one of those kind of, like... I think I said this in a previous podcast, but he's like a he's like a rapper's rapper. He's like a rapper's favorite rapper, if that makes sense. Totally. Like, <laughs> so I mean, I think I think it's gonna be dope. I'm I'm yeah. super pumped for it, man. Yeah, the thing about Greedo for me has always been he he's very talented at sort of doing things on the fly, but I think he could use an editor. So like, uh, there's videos of him like recording himself on Instagram Live where he'll just freestyle an entire six minute song, and it's like it'll that take will end up on the album it's like, that's fucking dope yeah but do i always want to listen to that six minute song or could it could that be edited into a tighter more replayable three minute song and i mentioned his his two albums god level and uh the wolf of grape street they were each an hour and a half long i think they're really good albums but at the same time i wouldn't be mad if you trimmed about eight songs off of them so i'm hoping that kenny beats will have sort of that will take sort of that editor's role and put together an album that will appeal to more people. I think this could be a very interesting launching off point for Greedo and the rest of his career. Yeah, I hope so, man, and I hope he's uh I'm, I'm, I don't really know like the stipulations of his uh of his jail sentence, but I just kind of hope he gets out in time to uh kind of reap reap the benefits of this album and yeah, man, everything it sucks else he's when built you, up it sucks when you read into a story because he was a guy that he was a just born basically into a life of crime he's a, a grape street crip which is a notorious sort of from what i understand a notorious set that has been trying to break into the music industry and like just was blackballed because they were just the way they were doing trying to do business was too violent mm-hmm. so they kind of did things on their own and so what it felt like when he got arrested, it was like, okay, this guy's been doing he's been doing dirt for fifteen years and he's finally starting to get a foothold in the music industry, finally starting to get a way out. And boom, then he gets sentenced to twenty years. Yeah. But their camp is hoping that through appeals and through the process and good behavior and all that, he should they're hoping he'll get out within four years of his uh, sentencing date. He got sentenced last year and He's stayed very prolific. He's put out he put out an EP with Travis Barker this year. He put out a whole album with fucking DJ Mustard. Hell and yeah. I saw something on Twitter. It's like he got his G not Yeah. He got a fucking degree, some sort of degree. 
either his GED guys... or I think it was I thought it was like a, some sort of college degree while he was behind bars. So associates or something. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, it was an associate. So <laughs> I'm hoping he's got more paperwork than I do. So hopefully Fuck, when he gets out, he will come out fucking hitting the ground running and just be able to take off. And hopefully, you know, his time away, he's able to build up that fan base sort of like Boosie did and sort of like even Gucci Mane did. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of Gucci-esque. I mean, he he doesn't really... I don't think he has as much clout as Gucci had when he first went in, but it was like... I remember when Gucci was in there, it was like we were like seventh eighth grade like yeah free gucci man but like <laughs> it, it, it was just weird because he definitely came out a lot different than he went in if that makes any mm-hmm. if that makes any mm-hmm. sense but um yeah man i just wish i could like comment a little bit more i just don't know shit about the like legal process like i mean right. we're getting we're getting shmurda back here in about whatever what is it like 40 hey. months or something i can't remember what it is <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah man i'm I'm hoping for the best, and I think this album's going to be fucking sick. Well, so. We will find out in a matter of hours. Yeah. So we'll hopefully have a review for you guys next week. Hashtag free Greedo. <laughs> yes, sir. So my last, my final uh, piece of news is, again, a little bit more of an announcement, not necessarily a piece of news, but uh, the track Ricky by Denzel Curry is being used as the theme song for WWE NXT War Games, a pay-per-view event that takes place this Saturday, 11th the 23rd. And the reason I chose that is because is twofold. I think it's really awesome that Denzel Curry is getting a really mainstream placement in stuff like that. You know, he it's those of you that don't know, NXT is basically the developmental league for the WWE. I promise I won't nerd out on wrestling shit too much. <laughs> But they're, you know, that's still, WWE is still a billion, three billion dollar company or whatever, and they're using one of the 305's finest as, like, one of his most recent singles as a theme song, so it's like, that is huge, awesome placement. And also, wrestling music has been fucking horrible for the better part of the last 20 (laughs) years, so it's like, to hear a song that actually makes me want to fight people... That's pretty fucking dope. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever on this? Bro, I, I wish that song was bigger so that it was like... I w- that song's a fucking banger as it is, but like I want like Jorge and Masvidal to come yes. out to that, you know? Like I, that the next UFC needs to take place in Miami so bro, someone can walk out there and get the crowd going yeah. wild. And Masvidal's from from uh, from Miami, but no, I have no right. idea. I don't know about the NXT. Uh, I can nerd out about wrestling, old wrestling, but um, anytime like I see like one of my favorite artists like on a commercial on a on a Does fucking that video you? game it bothers he- some people hell like, no oh, they're dude. fucking selling out man hell no i love it i remember like even before like the internet started like i was a kid and i heard tech nine on the madden on the madden yes. games and i was just like um i mean being from kansas city you know tech nine but i was like damn other people know about this dude from kc like i yeah, love that just shit selling this video game in kansas city so. <laughs> yeah like i heard like my, one of my favorite games ever was ncaa 06 and that shit had fucking de la soul on it super yes. chunk and like just it had the pixies was on it i mean i love i love that that type of shit i don't know why anyone would get mad at <laughs> mad at anything yeah. like that but well especially video games like madden and tony hawk's pro skater like oh, a God. lot of those games were they influenced my music taste fucking huge and to this day <laughs> to like day. to this day mm-hmm. and stuff like this like any 
any sort of influence that a younger audience can see that maybe is not necessarily that hip to a certain type of music, I think it's awesome exposure, man. I think it's really cool. Especially wrestling fans that are probably listening <laughs> to, like, <laughs> Buck Cherry and shit. <laughs> Five-finger uh, death punch. The term that I think uh, Jim Rome used this in the mid-2000s was booger-eating degenerates to describe wrestling fans. You know and, what? Uh, I think that's about as solid of a of a summation as we can come up with. You still watch wrestling? I do, man. I'm Hell a huge yeah. nerd. Right so now, it's so. a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan because AEW uh, is sort of a rival promotion that just launched uh, on TNT. So this is the first time since the late '90s yeah. that we've had or early WCW, 2000s yeah, WWE that we've action. had like an actual ratings war. And NXT is. I don't watch the actual WWE product. Like it's, it's being ran by seventy-three-year-old Vince McMahon, who is just out of his fucking mind at this point. Like it's, it's, it's just the weirdest, like just fakest shit of all time. I hear he's like cleaning it up so his wife can like run for like office or something. Yeah, it's been PG for like ten years, and but it's just like you can do a good show and not necessarily you know push the envelope. But he's just, I don't know, he's out of his mind. But his son-in-law. Triple H, which is hilarious because in, in, the, in the late 90s they did, okay, we're going to go off on a little wrestling <laughs> tangent, but in the late 90s they did a storyline where Triple H married his daughter, and then Triple H yeah, actually, actually married happened, his daughter, yeah. and now he's actually running the fucking show. But NXT is that's, basically Triple H's that's always, baby, and that's it's, it's actually plan. awesome, like, because they sign a whole bunch of the independent guys who get all this internet buzz, and they bring them up, and basically just let them do their own thing, so it's fucking like NXT this uh, this War Games event is actually probably going to be a pretty good show and it's going to be fucking crazy to hear like the whole thing is going to be soundtracked by fucking Denzel Curry hell yeah bro that's going to be that's going to be dope and plug me <laughs> give me that link the uh, I don't know how to necessarily feel about this they're their head commentator is a guy named Mauro Ranallo. He's a uh, he's a renowned like he he's commentated boxing uh MMA and wrestling for years and he's gotten in the habit especially on NXT of working in punchlines oh. uh, involving sort of their uh, like whatever's trendy at the at the moment like they mm-hmm. had Billie Eilish as a, as a soundtrack to one of their shows so okay. he he was referencing like the song so I'm just excited to hear what sort of bullshit pun he can make like just like our our our, our <laughs> featured artist said don't start none won't be none. Just in that <laughs> shitty old white guy voice. By the way, that's going to be us. We're going to be the awful old white guys making hip-hop references. Bro, why not? Age, but Life's short. Let's just do it. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> NXT coming this Saturday at you. Listen for the uh, the Denzel Curry. And if you haven't listened to any Denzel Curry before, now's a good excuse. Yes, sir. All right, so that is our news segment. Let us know on Twitter if you liked us discussing the news or if you would like us to prefer us to just shut the fuck up and talk about music. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and actually talk about music. So Dakota, in the last two weeks since our last episode, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so uh, let's see. couple... Me and you've been talking about it. That uh, Oofy by my boy Wiki. Yes. That was a pretty dope, uh, pretty dope album. Underground New York at its finest. Yeah, that was sick. I seen a lot of people uh, that I follow on Twitter talking talking good about it. So I dove into it and I, I liked it. It was pretty good. Still, uh, still kind of consuming it a little bit. But um, Trippy, my boy Trippy Red. 
Uh, he actually is coming out with a new album, I think, tonight, too. Damn, this uh, should be a stacked night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came out with a single. It's called uh, Who Needs Love? Back in his, uh, in his uh, I guess, sad his bag, I guess. <laughs> I, I saw on Instagram he broke up with his girlfriend, and it seemed like he was going a little crazy, posting pictures in weird outfits and like wearing devil horns and shit that like, dude needs to figure stuff that eric andre would make fun of <laughs> dude he went you see he didn't he go him as a yes Brown? <laughs> fucking that's trippy he, posted it on insta he's that's like amazing why, how does this dude look more like me than me <laughs> hell yeah dude eric andre is the goat um that's but my now, dream guest by the way we can get him on the show oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, um, yeah, man. No, it's called "Who Needs Love." Uh, just yeah, back back in his sad love bag, I guess. Um, is, it, is it a classic sort of trippy red sound, or is bro? It... It's it's as trippy red as it gets, and I fucking love it. Uh, it it's like yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I really like trippy red. I think I he's do too. I think he's a better singer than people like kind of give him credit for. Um, and he's definitely kind of got that like old school, like middle school emo vibe to him too, which I fuck with because that I, I was I was fully entrenched in that in that lifestyle when I was a kid. But uh, nah, dude, I I really liked it. And um, as one of the singles that he's letting out, it seems like it's a good uh, um, kind of a good tell for his his album coming out. I hope it's a pretty good album. That's the thing about Trippy is uh, he he'll come out with really good singles and kind of kind of let me down on the album so i'm hoping he can which albums have you been let down on in the past uh because i feel like yeah i guess i i feel like his albums do grow on me yeah but he is kind of one of those artists that each album will have a couple of good songs and then the rest are kind of just yeah like let's see his last one like that just came out early i feel like it just came out was that the one with uh love scars three and topanga and all that shit no this is with uh snakeskin and it's the exclamation point i don't know oh okay i actually missed out on that yeah i decided to give trippy a little bit of a break (laughs) it's what you got to do sometimes but i'm hoping this is kind of like a good bounce back from that sort of like set for him yeah, but I mean, honestly, the single was good, and I'm I'm pretty pumped to to bump out this uh, this album tomorrow at work. So right on, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely add it onto onto the uh, the to playlist. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then one more song um, from the uh, from the duo uh, California Shoreline Mafia featuring Shorty Shorty. Uh, the song's called Both Sides. Just a West Coast banger. Sounds like it should have came out two months ago. Um, these fucking West Coast <laughs> motherfuckers dropping I mean, it's summer 80. jams while we're in the dead of winter. <laughs> it's 85 degrees there every day. I get it. But no, this song's super dope. Fire beat, just like old school 90s, super dope beat. But then uh, Shorty Shorty on the chorus. And I don't know. It's good. You like Shoreline Mafia? You ever? I have not listened to a whole lot of Shoreline Mafia. They've had some really solid features that I've enjoyed. They're dope, man. They say Excuse me, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan yet. Yeah, I, uh, I, f- I fuck with them. Do they have them. any, like, are they more of a singles group, or do they have good pro- uh, projects? Uh, no, their first project was actually really good. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, though. Uh, it's their first tape, I'll, uh, I got that. Let me see this. Uh, can I find it on Apple Music, or will it be on Datpiff? Uh, I'll have to resort to the internet. It'll be on. It'll be on uh, Apple Music. That um, Shoreline do that shit. Like Is no that trap, trap Atlantic, and then uh, trap Shoreline do that shit. Yeah, I'm very uh, 
uh, very unprepared for this episode. No, we're, we're, <laughs> no. this whole thing um, is we're flying by the seat of our fucking pants. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, Shoreline Mafia, super dope group, super dope song. Uh, one of my favorite songs uh, right now. Been, been that shit's been on repeat. But yeah, that's about it. Right on, right on. Well, I have actually had a very <laughs> weird couple weeks musically, um, but I do want to I do want to show some love to that Wiki album. Uh, Oofy, it dropped I believe last Friday. Some really good, just sort of alternative underground East Coast rap music. Um, nothing that's really gonna blow your mind, but there is some, you know, sort of progressive uh, beats on there. And just I, I really enjoy Wiki as as a presence on the mic. He's a uh, if you ever look at look at a picture of him and then you listen to his voice, he, he strikes me as like a like a ragamuffin. Like a he would be if he was around in the twenties, he'd be like some street urchin with a, a fucking overcoat trying to sell you watches or something. Yep. He's just a really a really fun character. He um he rapped with the group Rat King, who I believe dropped their debut in 2015, broke up in 2017, and he was actually in the process of forming sort of a rap supergroup with Lil Ugly Mane and Antoine. But according to uh, Twitter accusations, I think Antoine had uh, done some uh, raping oh. or uh, assaulting yeah. sexually. So they uh, they pretty much dropped all association with him. But Lil Ugly Man does show up on this tape. He Hell is yeah. on a, a little bit of a posse cut. Uh, it's Wiki, Lil Ugly Man, and then De- our boy Denzel. Yep. The track Grim. That's a that's a great just banger of a track. The features on this album. Uh, your old Droog has a very that was like the first time I've listened to him in a hot minute and it's made me want to go back and (laughs) check out some of his shit because the way that him and Wiki sort of play back and forth on the it's like a call and response on the chorus and his his verse Um, we got Princess Nokia a little a couple songs later Um, it's a very New York uh, very New York album with some very dynamic production and I I dug it a lot, man. It's yep. probably going to end up on my year-end list. Uh, it's between that and, shout out again to Denzel Curry, it's between that and Zoo as to probably my favorite East Coast like underground rap album of the year. So Nice. Yeah, it could could end up on mine, too. Yeah, I was going to say about your old Drew, it's like even if the track list like, didn't even have his name, he's just got that voice that you were just oh, like, totally, that you just yeah. know. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but he's I, when I When I saw his name, your old Drew, like it's a it's a reference to fucking, what is it, Clock uh, Clockwork Orange. Like I was just assuming he was going to be some bullshit hipster rapper, and then his <laughs> voice comes on, and he's like, oh, this guy sounds like a fucking rapper. This dude means business. Yeah, so. yeah this dude I followed was like, he was just posting hella shit from your old Drew, and I was like, all right, let's give this guy a fucking... Uh, fucking listen and then i listen to uh is it is it grandma's hips with uh danny brown or no i think he's got a song with hemes grandma's from, hips yeah i think it's called grandma's hips that's a great title but no he's got a song with hemes too i think ah one of them but uh nah dude he i, I, I fuck with your old well, if he's getting the cosign from fucking wiki danny and hemes then that's good enough yeah, for me. I'll check yeah. his ass out. like yes. i'm all down for that weird uh, underground style rap. He's got um, some crazy bars, man. Just shit it. that I could never think of ever, and he just makes it work somehow. Fuck it's so it. crazy. So shout out to Wiki. Shout out to Droog. Other than that, man, I'll be honest. Like I've been listening to a lot of fucking Steely Dan. Yeah, you were tweeting. That. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was like I just woke up for work and just put on. I just listened to like their first four albums in a row. Like it's just been. Nonstop, I've just had Steely Dan going through my head. I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis or something, but 
fuck, man. I wrote them off for so long because my dad loved them. I thought it was just <laughs> like some say, shit that meanies listened to in the <laughs> 70s and got high to. Yeah. But it's it's two guys, basically. It's the, the brainchild of uh, Walter Fagan and fucking Donald uh, Becker. And it's just these two musical studio perfectionists that just go in there and they're just like, let's just write the most intricate, like, jazzy pop music and it's all recorded and just sounds immaculate and it's so crisp it's i've I've been doing a little bit of research into all the time they spent in the studios like there's a story about their last album where the one uh i think it was uh fagan spent four hours editing the fade out on the first song so like 50 seconds of music he, was, he spent four hours trying to get the fucking fade out perfectly. And it's like, that attention to detail, what other... There, there's no artist today that does it. It's just the, the music industry has changed so much. The, the, the state of just the way you make music, the way people listen to music, the way you get paid for music, nobody's ever going to make music like it again. It's just so, like, pristine and... I don't know, man. I, I've just turned into a fucking... 55 year old man but i love steely dan now <laughs> dude there's some gems from that era i mean was that like late late 70s early 80s they released or? yeah they released um seven album albums from 1970 to 1980 basically that the 70s oh wow yeah because like the 60s you get all those just bangers like doors and mm-hmm. jimmy and then people kind of like people take the 70s for granted i feel like i mean but uh I personally i haven't listened i don't even I don't even think I know like a song by Steely Dan. It's just it, one of those names I see all the time. It's it's <laughs> the the genre I think of is yacht rock. So I just think of like <laughs> yes. weird guys in bright suits like doing coke on a boat, listening to just this really fucking soulless jazzy type shit. But Love yacht and rock. I think yeah, they kind of I it's think they, they kind of sparked. <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm trying to go to Nashville. Though. <laughs> it's it, I think they kind of sparked the genre, but I don't know, man. Or something about it. Yeah, I think the other thing is that I've been reading into sort of their interviews, and they apparently just hated the music industry. They never toured. They kind of hated their fans. Like they were just they were kind of like the original hipsters, just like super ironic about like like their music was super bright, but they would also talk about just fucking like the dirt worst of society, like gamblers and prostitutes and fucking child molesters and all this crazy shit and it's just like super smooth happy <laughs> yeah like, yeah let's go on a cruise I'm, I'm thinking i think it's something about their attitude that's just subconsciously like i i fuck with this would a good comp be a ween maybe maybe like a early ween because i hear ween and i'm like i don't know how this works but in spirit <laughs> yes ween sort of took over every genre and was like fucking it like we're we're just gonna do every genre genre we can and every type of song that we can steely dan was more in their lane okay i but i i do feel like it was kind of the same it's like we fucking hate pop music but we're gonna show you that we can make pop music better than any of you motherfuckers i like I think that. It's that same sort of that same sort of vibe that okay. i get from Ween. all right there's a uh, there's a great uh, YouTube page called Polyphonic. They put out like little 10 to 20 minute documentaries on just sort of briefing you on a lot of different types of artists. They have one on Steely Dan. I would highly recommend that. Yeah, um, dude. Let me see if I can find the name of it. But, so yeah, Steely Dan. Um, there's a fucking. 
country album I've been listening to, but I don't know if this is necessarily the place to uh, Spit. get in depth about it. I mean, it's you did good, just man. get back from Nashville. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the High Women. It's a fucking chick country album, too. Dude, it's 2019, bro. <laughs> it's a. Uh, fuck it, we'll get into it. The High Women is sort of a takeoff of uh, the Highway Men. Which was like an '80s supergroup. Which was it was Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, fucking Waylon Jennings. It was some heavy hitters, and it was kind of like I to me, it sounded like an excuse for them to all get together in a studio and smoke joints and fucking just put together some bullshit. But the uh, this High Women album, it's it's produced. I'm not the most familiar with contemporary country music so the only name i really recognize that's associated with it is brandy carlisle i know she's like very big in the grammy she's she's very well recognized in the grammys it's a uh, brandy carlisle natalie hemby Marin morris amanda shires that might mean something to some people out there but i don't know i just threw this album on it was the only country music I really listen to is the shit that's co-signed by the hipster outlet, so it's like, if the the needle drop or if Pitchfork reviews your country album, I'll probably give it a shot. <laughs> but man, the fucking performances on this album, that's the first thing that stood out to me, is just every track, these chicks are just singing their asses off, man. It's like, every track, every line, every, every chorus, whatever... I'm never like, oh, they could have done that better. It's all just, they just nail it. Some really great harmonies and just some really clever songwriting. So, And it's a very old-school-sounding country album. So if that's your bag, give it a check, man. Hell yeah, I'm going to check that out for sure. So we talked about fucking yacht rock and (laughs) country music. So with that... Let us go ahead and transition. You good? Do you want to take a break, or are we good to roll on through? I'm good to roll, man. All right. Well, we are going to talk about the freshmen. So it's getting towards the end of the year. It's when most people start doing their sort of year-end list, going over their favorite shit of the year, what you're looking forward to next year for. So we decided to put together our own freshman list. But before we discuss our own freshman list, the, the way, of course, we got this idea is from XXL, the magazine slash website has put together a freshman list every year since 2009. And I believe, yeah, it looks like they did one in 2007, took a year off, and then from 2009 up until now. So 10 years straight, they've been doing this freshman list, which has been basically like, hey, who has who arrived in the game that you can be looking for on the come up in the next couple of years? What what have you, what have been your thoughts on sort of the XXL list in the past? Uh, yeah, it's uh, always been something that I look forward to because I've always kind of been the type of person that like w- like wants to know about the next big thing, about the next uh, about like who the next great rapper is, and and I'm I'm always open minded, and I feel like when I was a lot. About ten years ago, when it uh, when it's like first came out, mm-hmm. whatever oh nine, um, the list had guys that I knew like maybe a couple songs from, but then it definitely like kind of gave you that exposure. Oh, to yeah, it gave guys. it gave me that exposure, which I think is what that list was intended for. Um, it opened like it had 
acts like Kid Cudi and Asher Roth and Wale, while those were dudes that I already knew about. It also had, I think, uh, Blue was on there. Yeah. One of the... Your boy Charles Hamilton. Uh, my boy Remember fucking, motherfucking Charles Hamilton? Dude, I'm a Charles Hamilton stand to, to this, this day. day. To the day, bro. Um... I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but that was that was like the first list that like got me kind of entrenched in this whole like kind of blogger totally, backpacky. Totally. For, I don't know, you for know, people <laughs> our age. Like I, when I first started getting into the internet and also music, so therefore I was getting into music. You can find on the internet. Like every day, I remember getting home from like middle school and high school and like googling rappers to look for like <laughs> who's the next hottest rapper because you kind of get in that loop you're like okay who's the fucking i want to hear something crazy i want to hear something new and so these lists kind of came at the absolute perfect time you know you mm-hmm. mentioned that 2009 list and it's almost etched in my brain because it's like that that really was like it's kind of a snapshot of where rap was at the time it's it's a good mix of underground and mainstream or i guess you know label rappers and I think ever since then, especially for people our age, it, it has been a pretty big deal to see who's on the XXL freshman list because it's always, at least for me, it's always a mix of people that I, I know and I love, a mix of people that I've heard of and would like to hear more of or are interested by, and then people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's a good excuse to check people out and it's a good way to get, get exposed to new people. Definitely. It's... Uh... Yeah, like like I was saying, it, it's it's an event. It totally. or it, it, it for the next you look week forward after to it. Twitter after it drops on Twitter, everybody is talking about it. Yeah, well, uh, in the past, like with this year, I feel like it was just kind of a blip. <laughs> just kind of just like it came. Same with last year too. Just kind of came and it went. A little I bit. Like. I feel. I don't know. I feel like last year it was pretty big because. It was a lot of. It was kind of the SoundCloud moment where you had Ski Mask, oh, you had yeah. Lil Pump, you had Smoke Perp, you mm-hmm. had Trippy, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, that actually was a pretty solid list last year, all things considered. And it then, was. I feel like. I feel like it was a little. I, I guess this is the word I'm looking for. Is it just becomes more predictable. It just feels like. It just feels like these guys are already popping. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like spoiled by like the old. Uh, the list of old. I just feel like I was just kind of open. It. it those lists definitely opened my eyes up more sure. to people who I had no idea about. Maybe it was because the internet wasn't as oh, as much of a force as it is now. Right. I think that might actually be it. But I mean, I didn't right. know who Freddie Gibbs was before 2010, and then totally, <laughs> you know. I but, was gonna ask you, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, which uh, which artists sort of do you remember being put on by the list? And to me, the the first answer to me is Freddie Gibbs because mm-hmm. I think his placement was announced either right before or right after he had dropped Straight Killa No Filla. Yep. That was the first Freddie tape that I'd listened to and it was like that that was literally how I found out about one of my favorite rappers <laughs> who's still one of my favorite rappers to this day. God damn it, I keep doing the fucking Deontay yeah, Wilder dude. <laughs> meme. That's the, but, yeah, uh, that's the title. <laughs> yeah, to this day. <laughs> Fucking, but yeah. Do you have any any other memories of artists sticking out to you that where you're like, okay, I saw them on the XXL freshman list, and then it was just like, okay, from there, I was a fan. Yeah, I think uh, Freddie is definitely on that on that list. Um, 
at the time, J. Cole, because I was, like, still figuring this dude out, and Mm -hmm. a lot of his old mixtapes are super dope, and even his, uh, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on that. Is it the the warm-up or something like that? Yeah, there's the warm-up, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, 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 Um, Friday Night Lights and the... I can't. There was his debut album, Sideline Story. Was that? Yeah, it? I didn't like that, but his uh, his one after that his sophomore album was fucking dope. But no, I mean J Cole. I barely even knew him before that album. Uh, big Sean, that was a big one on that. Dude, that that 2010 list is very, very solid. like solid, bro. Nipsey's on there. Didn't even know who Nipsey was. And uh, uh, yep, Big see. Sean, Wiz, J Rock. J-Rock's on there. OJ still out here doing shit. OJ the Juice, man. OJ the Juice, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think I think Freddie Gibbs, uh, most notably, because he was from Gary, Indiana. I don't even think I knew what Gary, Indiana was before that. And then I I start listening to this. I'm like, this guy from is from... music. <laughs> yeah. Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry to derail you. No, nah, no, nah, you're good. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I look at the I look at the I've got a list of all the freshmen pulled up right here and I do see I feel like around 2012 to 2014 is where it did start to become a little bit more obvious um, maybe not 2012 as much but 2013 2014 you had guys like uh, schoolboy Q action Bronson logic Travis Scott chief Keefe chance the rapper rich homie Quan Ty dollar sign like a lot of these guys had kind of already had a name, and it was just yeah, like, like okay, Ty Dolla Sign. You just <laughs> want, like, yeah, you just want the guy who's kind of popping right now. Yeah, and so I feel like that that's sort of been the way going forward. But I do think in the last couple of years there have been a couple names that were given good exposure that I had not necessarily heard of. Um, Wi-Fi's funeral was on last year that, and I, I checked his shit out. I, I was a fan, and I hadn't heard of him before. Um, Jid. Definitely, I think his profile rose significantly after the freshman <laughs> drop. Um, as far as it goes this year, I think the baby has fucking. I think he's done nothing but go up since the the, uh, the freshman insane. drop. Let's uh, might as well just run through the 2019 list and sort of give our thoughts on what we think of the list overall. Who we mm-hmm. thought the standouts were. We've got Comethazine, Tierra Wack, the baby, Lil Mosey. Roddy Rich, YBN Corday, YK Osiris, Rico Nasty, Gunna, Blueface, and Megan The Stallion. Any any standout names on there for you? See, like I might sound salty earlier, but I'm honestly not even mad at this list. Um, I think honestly, yeah, I think it's a solid list. There's it, a couple guys I still don't really know. Like I don't know who the fuck YK Osiris is. Yeah, no, he's an R&B guy. I listen to okay. him. I I think that was a. That's stupid. I don't know why that guy is on there. <laughs> that down. guy just takes L's left and right, too, on Twitter. It's the funniest thing. Damn, that sounds like <laughs> I want to watch them. Yeah, no, he's he's whack. Um, let's see. Tierra Whack, not really hip to her. I think if um if you're like i i I fuck with rico nasty but if you're gonna add another if you're gonna add another female kind of rapper in that kind of r&b realm i think either no name could have been on there or like or like yeah because she's killing it or one of my picks that um we'll talk about here later uh or uh it is interesting they did have three women on here and i can't like oh yeah megan the stallion's on there I mean, you got to put Megan the Stallion on there, yeah, I she, guess. She's definitely popping. She's at like the, time. the baby of the female rap. I feel like, <laughs> sure, <that's laughs> you good, know, that's a good comparison. Um, like I'm not, 
I'm not mad at anyone being on this list by any means. For sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to go through. So I don't, I'm not really hip to Tierra Whack or YK Osiris. Um, but for the most part, I knew about everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Mosey, not a big fan at all. Don't I listen to much I, of his shit. I've yeah. seen the name a lot. But. Yeah, he's from Portland, which I was like, I saw he was from Portland. I was like, oh, I got to like this guy. And he's just not doing it for me. Mm. Um, let's see. I'd say I really fuck with Comethazine. Um, really? Yeah, I not really fuck with him, but I think he's he's got potential. He's uh, have you listened to him? Do you know him? I well? I've listened to a few singles singles here and there. Yeah, he's, it's I don't know, nothing really caught my ear, but it was nothing like offensive to me. Just kind of I don't know. Yeah, maybe need to dig into it a little bit more. I think he's he's just kind of kind of seems like an animated type of dude. He's definitely. A big character. Yeah, he's definitely got his own kind of swag. His uh, he he's like kind of he's kind of sp- just his kind of styles. Just a little, it's it's a little weird, kind of spooky, kind of comic comic bookish. I guess huh. I don't know. He's got like he's got like bright green hair. Uh, he's from he's from St. Louis too. Which... You say bright green hair, and I don't know why, but I'm getting fucking Hobson vibes a little bit. I would say more like Juice from Zo- Flatbush Zombies. Okay, okay, so that's definitely that, a much like... more favorable co- <laughs> yeah. uh, comparison. But yeah, and, and but I think so. His voice, he his voice kind of comes off as like uh uh sometimes to me, like really? just that gritty. Just I don't know how to explain it. Son of Takei. Yeah, I think he might be older than Takei. <laughs> Uh, no, but I fuck with Comethazine, represent Missouri. Um, one second. Oh, yeah, he's uh, St. Louis. Yeah, um, and I think, I can't remember who he's signed to, but he just came through to uh, to Lawrence last week, and my, uh, shout out my buddy Kenny did that, uh, did the did the photos, did the oh, photography shit. for him. So, yeah, it's fucking dope. Did he say it was a good show? He said it was sick, bro. It, right looked, it looked fucking dope. So um, Roddy Rich is coming to Lawrence again. Another guy I don't know a whole lot about. Um, yeah, we can talk about him. He, um, Roddy Rich is one of those dudes that like I've seen his name all around, and um, I've seen his name on stuff, and I'd like kind of take a listen, and it just never really kind of stuck with me. I feel mm. like, um, but I started listening a little bit more. He's more kind of like the sing sing songy auto tune. Uh, Auto tuneish, but he's a Cal- California dude. He was on uh, Nipsey's uh, one of Nipsey's. He was on Nipsey's uh, last album. Oh, no, last his album. last album, uh, and probably the most popular song on there, the "Racks in the Middle" song, um, did that chorus, and definitely that helped. His, oh, okay, I know. Yeah, okay, I've, I've definitely heard. Him. Yeah, listen to so much he's, shit. But. He's definitely kind of got that like. I guess Tory Lanez kind of auto-tune-ish, sure. but I mean, I fuck with him. He's definitely got good melodies, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you don't know too much about Roddy Rich. Not a whole lot. Um, I'm just, I'm just sort of at a at a surface level. I would say like the uh, I'd say the top three as far as popularity from when this was announced to the end, like where we're at right now. The ones that gain the most in popularity, I think, are probably the baby. Megan and either Gunna or Rico. I think Gunna has definitely he he's simultaneously heated up and cooled off. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a, a month where everyone was shitting their pants about Gunna, mm-hmm. and that's kind of chilled out now. But <laughs> yeah. he's still he's still like a pretty hot feature, a pretty big name. Yeah. Whereas Rico, I feel like she just kind of dro- like she just dropped. Uh, a great album with again our boy Kenny Beats, more of an EP I guess, but anger management mm-hmm. and f- 
for a while, I think she sort of set her lane on fire. Definitely. definitely. I really like Rico Nasty. Actually wasn't a huge fan of Anger Management. I feel like a lot of really? the song Yeah, man, I feel like a lot of the songs sounded the same. I like Rico because she definitely she I like the way she positions herself, I guess. She's like in that kind of Kenny Beats uh just I don't know. Kenny Beats like ha- just has his own little circle. I feel yeah, like he's of people and rule the record. <laughs> and uh, Rico's sorry, man. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> and uh, by the way, this is our fourth straight episode, so we've <laughs> shouted out uh, Kenny Beats on literally every episode. So he's definitely going to be the MVP of this podcast. I think. <laughs> don't overthink shit. Nope. Um, and uh, let's see, what was I saying? Yeah, so he's got his own little circle, and Rico's in that. And totally. I really like her personality on Twitter. And she's, yeah, she's like kind of she's. Got, got kind of a cult, punk, yeah, punk rock vibe. Yeah, she got like kind of like a cult fan base. Yeah, it's not she. She again, she's a character that not she's not like really any other rappers. Like she's very much Rico nasty, and that's oh, yeah. the only person that you can really. I mean, you can definitely say she has influence and all that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying she's completely 100 percent original, but she is a very unique voice. Oh yeah, and her. Uh, um, while I didn't really like anger management as a whole, there were definitely some really good cuts. I think uh, uh, I can't remember. It's the uh, is it the Super Thug read read yeah, yeah, that yeah. she did? The, um, that shit's dope. That's one of my favorite songs by her. I don't know if that came out uh, on anger management, but it's a Kenny Beats. Oh, I'm thinking flip. of uh, the one that flipped that uh, get that dirt off your shoulder. Oh, that's not what you're talking mm, about. I'm talking okay. about the what 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 what. Bitches on my dick, so what? <laughs> I do not believe that was on Anchor. Nah, I, f- I fuck with Rico though. She's she's heat, and I'm I'm super glad that she's on here, and she's yeah. she's getting. Hopefully, she already had. She, I feel like she already had that foundation. It was just kind of like a. I don't know. Yeah, there's nobody on this list so far that I feel like can be completely written off. Like even Blueface, who's pretty much a meme. Like <laughs> Bro. he's he's. He's still a great, very entertaining personality. I think he's still probably going to have a little bit of shelf life. For He is my guilty pleasure. Oh, you got to love Blueface, man. <laughs> I hate that I love Blueface so much. The most West Coast man of all time. Oh, my God. He is... I, I, I put in my notes, like, I just like him the more I listen to him. <laughs> it's like, so it, it's like the more I listen to him, the more I get it. I'm like, dude... He's almost like a, a rap troll, I feel like. Dude, he is. I mean, he's he's, he's an trolling. Old head's worst nightmare. Well, he's got what's his name? The game's old manager managing him. So, oh he, god. Yeah, whack whack 100 talking about how Nipsey's not a legend and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, he didn't he didn't say it like that explicitly, but he was definitely making some good points. But that aside, um, controversy yeah. creates cash. Yeah, I think I think Blueface is one of those dudes that like old heads are like pointing to or are going to point to and just be like, "This is why rap is horrible." <laughs> now. This is why rap sucks, bro. But like, literally, Blueface is like inventing a new way to rap. <laughs> just that offbeat, like, dude never raps on beat, but he still just makes bangers, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Yeah, he, a, he's he's over rapping good. He's yeah, just like fuck this. He didn't I'm gonna care. Do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly, and I, I I commend him for it. I want him to put out like a spoken word album, just no beats, <laughs> just him just going off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, he was a community college quarterback before he started rapping. Was he really? He told me that. Yeah, it's insane. 
<laughs> he said, fuck this ball and yeah. shit. I'm going to make money and not get hit in the head. I'm going to go to the league, bro. <laughs> league of rapping. Um, yeah, honestly, I think Blueface might be, let's see. Let me look at this. I think Blueface might be my favorite uh, favorite guy in this on this list. Wow. Yeah, man. Fuck with that. At least for the the troll pick. <laughs> nah, dude. Literally, I I think I think out of all these people, I think Blueface is the dude I listen to the most. It's gonna I, piss some people off. I, I think I, I I am a big fan of the baby. Uh, I think he did a very good job of capitalizing. He put out two albums this year. Uh, he's definitely buzzing. Megan The Stallion put out a very well received project. I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed by Tierra Whack because I, I had her album from last year, Whack World, on my top 10, uh, at least top 20. I don't remember where exactly it fell, but she she's very talented. I believe she's 16, 17 years old, so oh, wow. I, I'm expecting big things out of her. Definitely check out Whack World because it was, I think it was a... 20 track album and each track was one minute long and nice. she had a music video that went with every track like it's super ambitious project if you're gonna do 20 tracks on an album do that <laughs> it, but it was it was cool because they were all exactly 60 seconds long so it was nice. like she got in did an idea got went on to the fucking next one and it yeah. was it was really cool so i'll be really interested to see what she puts out and yeah i think yeah, she's probably the one that I'm most interested in seeing what the, what comes next. Uh, YBN Corday, I think he he also had a pretty good year. He dropped his album, was pretty solidly received. Uh, I think he'll he'll be another guy that's going to be making waves, especially because he's sort of in that quote unquote lyrical lane. So I think he's going to be looked at by um, a lot of people that are looking for that more lyrical style. Um, he's going to show up on a lot of J Cole Pandora stations. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's so funny to me that he's in YBN because yeah, YBN Namir, Namir yeah, like, <laughs> and then there's YBN uh, Almighty J, who I like. I don't know if you know anything by him, but they're just like I listen to the YBN mixtape. <laughs> don't know if I could tell you who the difference between Namir and Almighty. J. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, Almighty S- J is just like Rich the Kid Junior, I would say, but. Um, no, I like you would never think of Corday to be in that group, but I I, I kind of like how he makes it's it cool. work. Yeah, know? when he came out with that uh, that old, I don't know how I'm gonna say this old N words, old N words, <laughs> this old friends, uh, <laughs> old t- dudes, video. yeah, old people song. Like I was I was expecting it to be some just like dumbass trap like troll like a low pump style thing, but it was actually a really sharp, dude, uh, smart, yeah, very very <laughs> smart the way he the way he expressed himself i was a big fan of that track i need to listen to that actual album the the one he dropped this year as like the long road or something like that yeah he's got some good features on there that thing has been on my queue like forever like (laughs) i've been like i've been telling myself to listen to it like my buddy's like bro listen to it like it's good i'm like Bet it is, bro. But I just I'm not. I haven't got around to it. To yeah. Blueface, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you, you get it. <laughs> so we went ahead. We took the liberty to go ahead and put together our very own good kids freshman list for 2020. And so what we're doing is we're going five for five. Uh, we each put up five, and we should have. We'll uh, we'll leave open maybe an eleventh spot. If our audience wants to contribute, maybe make suggestions. But um, the way I sort of chose my five was guys that I think, A, have proved themselves, like put out a solid 
discography or showed potential up to this point and that I think can deliver on that potential. So guys that I am honestly expecting to have a big 2020. Was that sort of the same criteria you were looking at for your list? Yeah. Um, I think a freshman and I just kind of – I just immediately think like next up, mm-hmm. you know. So totally. I just like – People that are maybe bubbling under the surface but haven't broken through to that level of consciousness yet that Definitely. we like, think are due. People that like people that religiously listen to hip hop like we do, like people that they kinda like subtly know about that could potentially like kinda get thrusted into the mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, just potential in twenty twenty is definitely a uh, uh, a factor in mind and then also just like how big of a year that they've had maybe to this point like maybe just past releases this year that uh, that have maybe come out and just yeah just basically people who i think could just kind of blow up in the next year two years or so, so totally yeah definitely would you like to start or shall i uh i can start it off do you uh, want to ping pong it or do you just want to yeah let through yours let's ping pong it all right is that cool switch it up a little bit that's fine with me Bet. i feel like we've been doing it uh yeah, I feel like that's the way we should... I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, you're good. Spit your shit. Um, so I got a, a gentleman out of... I believe he's from Compton, California. Uh, dude, I've been on a California kick. Nothing like, wrong with that. four of my five guys were from California on this list. Hey, I had to, I had to, wrong I had to with fuck that. with it. <laughs> but uh, uh, my guy Buddy, um, he is, yeah, from Compton, California. He's 26 years old. Um, he's done some collabs with uh, some people we've talked about asap ferg guap dad 4000 i believe it looks um, like he's gonna be on that uh that greedo kenny beats tape yep yeah he just he just shows up on every big tape i feel like and uh he came out with an album called harlan and alondra last year 2018 mm. um very good album uh if i would have like written an article or had one of these podcasts uh that would have been on there uh most definitely Definitely, it was just a really like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just very like relatable, very relatable song. Like he was just spitting shit that like I feel like I've been through. His his features were fucking sick on there. He's got Khalid, Snoop Dogg, Ty Dolla Sign, Guap Dad Four Thousand. He's got a he's got a posse cut with uh uh sorry I'm blanking a little bit. Uh, he's got Jid on there. He's got Boz. He's got Ken Jam. So he's kind of um. He's not on Dreamville, but he was on a few songs on the Dream uh, Revenge. Is it Re- Revenge of the Dreamers? Revenge of the Dreamers three. Yeah, he was on there a couple times. This year. So um, he's got kind of a working relationship with that crew. Yeah, but he, so thing about him is he came out in 2011 uh, when so he's close to our age. So mm-hmm. however old we were back then, um, he came out. He was like 18 years old, and he was signed to Pharrell and Star Trek and. I mean, you signed a Pharrell, and nobody, I, I didn't even know who he was, and he yeah. came out with a song, and it's called Awesome Awesome, and it's produced by uh, Pharrell, and it's that Pharrell sound, super right. dope, in your face, like, s- super sick song, but he just kind of disintegrated, never heard about him, and I and it, this, I was reading into it, and it was right before Pharrell kind of hit that, uh, um, that pop, just every song you heard it was yeah. before his happy like before happy came out so like as this kid like this is 
Pharrell's in this kid's videos, like, when he's 18, just, like, mobbing out with him and, like, that's awesome. doing shit. But it just kind of seems like Pharrell had this shit going on where he's doing songs with Robin Thicke and just taking over the world and doing the doing the Despicable Me soundtrack and all this <laughs> other shit. Just kind of forgot about Buddy a little bit. That That's, that's what I get from it. Mm. But, um, dude, he's kind of had a resurgence, I feel like, in his career. He's a, he's a young dude from California, and... Uh, Oh, dude, I like him. I, he's 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 got a he's got a good voice. Just he's just smooth. Um, he's got a variety of of, uh, of styles that he has. Um, obviously, can get some dope ass features on his album. And kind of, I'm hoping he puts something out before the end of this year because uh, I mean, he came out with an album. I think it was of summer 2018, and hasn't really came out with anything yet. But he just kind of goes by the beat of his own drum, which I respect. But yeah, buddy, my guy. Right on, yeah. I I've not listened to Buddy, but I'm sort of scrolling through the uh, the credits for the Harlan and Alondra album you were talking about. It's got a lot of uh, very well known West Coast producers. I see uh, Scoop Deville on here, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Terrace Martin, DJ Khalil, and yeah, I was scrolling through his singles. It's like he was dropping singles way back in or doing features way back in 2012, 2013, and then you fast forward to 2019, it's like, oh, he's, you know, he's got this resurgence, he's dropping all these, all these albums with, like you said, the, uh, the Dreamville crew, so, very interesting career trajectory, does he have sort of, I'm guessing he has kind of that West Coast G-Funk kind of vibe, or is it a little bit more? Honestly, no, he does, uh, he, he can, he can, he can kind of get in that bag, but I don't really know how to explain him, because he, he's got the song with, uh, with ASAP Ferg, like, literally, when you get home, just turn this on, and turn your bass up all the way, and just, like, just listen to it, because he's just, like, he, just literally the, uh, it's just a very hype song, but then he then he'll do like just kind of like a soulful like that uh, uh, link up song that posse cut that I was talking about. It's just like a just the beats, just the guitar, and it's kind of like a maybe like a Central American type like sample or something, but definitely a Dreamville type type vibe to it. But dude, dude kills it on there, and uh, he he's just, he's a, just a variety of of everything I would say. But right on, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely check his shit out. Definitely adding Harlan and Alondro to the list of albums to check out. So, from Buddy's native Compton, California, the sunny, the Sunshine State. Is that the Sunshine State? Or is that Florida? Uh, Fuck it. The Sunshine State. From the sunny state of California, we travel across the pond to the rainy, shitty swamp that is Northampton, England. And the first pick on my side of the freshman list is going to be a guy I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast, uh, Slow Tie. He is a half Barbados, half Irish uh, rapper from Northampton, England, and he dropped his debut, Nothing Great About Britain, this year, and it fucking really surprised me. He's an English guy, so if listening to a rapper with an accent kind of throws you off this probably won't be your thing but nothing great about britain was it was nominated for the mercury prize which is one of the i think one of the the bigger prizes that can be or bigger awards that can be given to artists in the uk but it's one of just the most solid rap albums of the year it's nothing crazy to me but as far as just like a traditional hip-hop album putting together an album and like that sound I think he did a great job. Um, 
great, great production. Great, he's just a great songwriter. He took his time. He was putting out singles, I think, back in 2017, and every his album got delayed. So instead of sort of rushing to get something out, he took the time, sort of refined things. A lot of the singles that were coming out around those times, they're actually included as a bonus disc, I believe. So it's technically a two-disc album. You got the the album and then a bunch of his singles. I would actually say start with the singles. Uh, you got tracks like Drug Dealer, which is just a total banger. And then you got Ladies, Polaroid, just some really cleverly written songs. And uh, as far as the actual album, you got Doorman with Miramasa, which sounds like a post-punk track. Which oh, is yeah. Just like it's one of the coolest sounding rap uh, rap songs I've heard all. Just one of the coolest sounding songs I've heard all year. Um, I think Slow Tie. I don't know if he's gonna drop anything in 2020. I think he's probably going to take the slower release route and sort of try to make his albums a little bit more of an event, just because of the the deliberate pace at which he put out this album. But. He's doing, I know right now, I think he just recorded an episode of The Cave with, again, our buddy Kenny Beats. Nice. So he's starting to mingle a little bit more with the sort of current crop of American rappers that are in his lane, and I think that's a great way to sort of branch out from just a UK following into getting more popular in America. And I'm really interested to hear what this guy has to say, you know, on the, on the, on the mic, he's a very fun presence, very dynamic. He's, he can be loud, he can be soft, he can be singing, he can be just screaming at the top of his lungs. He's probably just one of the, I think he's just one of the most solid rappers, I guess, like bar for bar rapper to come out this year. And I'm really excited to see what he has to do, what he has to prove. Nice, man. That uh, that uh, album cover art's pretty uh it's Pretty very nuts. political. It's a, it's a lot about. I think he was originally going to name it after Brexit. Um, okay. I think so. It's and again, as a fucking yank, I don't know a whole lot about Brexit. <laughs> yeah, so right. there's a there's a lot of references that sort of go over my head, but it's more that that punk rock fuck you attitude that nice. I can I can really gravitate towards. And I need some of that in my life. I'm gonna listen to that. Check out the track uh, Inglorious with Skepta. It's a fucking just a a, a classic banger. So I think we brought him up. Is he like considered grime, or is he just like a? I would not consider him grime. He grime to me is a little bit more of like the electronic and like dance yeah. vibe. This yeah. is a lot more straight hip hop. Cool. It definitely sounds. The beats sound English, but they sound like they're in an American style. If that okay. makes any sense. Like, yeah. I. It sounds. It's it's framed. Like a classic American hip hop album, and that's one of the reasons I love it so much, is because I feel like nobody's really making like a classic rap album. Like nobody's putting together something that Nothing is timeless. There's, anymore. Yeah, there's very little. Like everyone's either doing like a quick fire sort of, you know, sprint of an EP, or you know, a two and a half hour long like just devised to get streaming numbers. Yeah. This guy put together. I think it's all together. It's like 50 minutes, and it's just collection of great songs uh conceptually they all come together uh he has got some really clever conceits for tracks like the the track crack it starts off with the line i love you like a crackhead loves crack and that's (laughs) sort of like him describing a uh a really sort of not nice sounding relationship so he's got very gritty very interesting ways of putting things so i dig the album and i look forward to seeing 
what do you what else he's got coming up? It's up my alley. I already saved it to the library, man. Fuck yeah, let me know what you think. I'd be interested. Cool. Um, all right, my second pick is a gentleman from Memphis, Tennessee, I believe. Um, Getting outside of Cali. <laughs> yeah. Um, my guy, NLE Choppa. Yeah. Um, now, has he dropped a project yet? No, he hasn't. That's what I was going to say. Um, see, it's kind of weird to put somebody on here without a project, but I think that just kind of adds to how dope he is. I'm sure he's got a mixtape out there. I'm just now, not just now, but I'm just getting hip to him like this year. I mean, dude's, what, seven? 17 years old he was born in 2002 holy shit yes he was fucking nuts man um but bro i mean you put this dude two 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 songs that are on rotation for me camelot and um shot of flow with remix blueface if that shit doesn't make you want to go run through a brick wall when you listen to it then (laughs) you don't have a fucking pulse (laughs) because this shit like i mean just every time like I, have you heard Shot of Flow? Yes, the Shot of Flow trilogy <laughs> has a very strong place in my fucking gym playlist. Yeah, and then, I mean, you get Blueface on there. Fellow fellow XXL uh, yes. 2019. An alumni. Yeah, alumni. Ropes. <laughs> Blueface, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, bro, I think I think he's killing it. Uh, I think it's all up for here from him. Um, God forbid anything bad happens to him. Right. Um but I just it, it's just crazy, man. Like I don't I don't know if he's as hard as he kind of projects himself. I watched his Nardwar interview and it was the funniest thing ever because <laughs> he was awesome. yeah he was just this kind of like nervous. I mean, dude's a big motherfucker. He's built like a goddamn tight end. But um, it's just funny because he was just like really really nervous, kind of timid, just like I don't know. I'm sure you've seen a you've seen a totally. artist with Nardwar that kind of <laughs> just what the fuck do I do here? <laughs> how does this dude know everything about me? <laughs> But no, he's got uh, subtle, subtle Kansas ties. Uh, he's cousins, cousins with the uh, Lawson brothers who played here last year. KJ and uh, who's the other one? Diedrich. Um, yeah, he's cousins with them apparently. And uh, yeah, I think this guy. Honestly, I think he got snubbed because I think he's one of the biggest like just names out right now. And I think as XXL, like that's kind of what you aim for. But I mean, I'm not I'm not mad about it by any means. But yeah, like I said, it's all all uphill from here. I, I really fuck with them. And um, what was I gonna say? I think I think I was gonna add something. But oh no no no. So I made a list last year, and uh, I put I put Sheck West on that list last yeah. year. And it was before Mud Boy came out, and I felt kind of weird about it. But like I was saying earlier, like having four or five singles out before your album, like I don't think that should take away from you no, you getting on the, the list. I think that's the perfect kind of guy to put on the list. <laughs> yeah, honestly, exactly. While Mud Boy was like, it was it was a very I thought it was a very good album. It was, that was a fucking and, really solid <laughs> hip hop album. Yeah. Like, take away you know yeah the fucking whatever the fuck uh mo bomba's a meme but <laughs> still a dope still song really fucking, it's a dope song and a dope album yeah and yeah i, I kind of think this is my kind of Sheck west pick from last year just because like i've heard i've heard enough to kind of believe in him so right that's no yeah i think that's a great pick uh you know shot of flow those are just some really buzzing singles uh looks like camelot's pretty big as well i haven't listen to it but i've definitely seen the name up uh i think you know lee chop is definitely a a solid pick and i think he can it looks like his album is actually scheduled for january 2020 word so 
we are hopefully going to see pretty soon if he's going to sink or swim when it comes to putting together a uh, a full length project. So we'll see, man. A lot of those, a lot, a lot of like rappers in his kind of lane kind of don't deliver on albums yeah. so we'll like see hype ass rappers put together one or two dope singles and then it's just like d- the name that comes to mind is designer like yeah where's yeah the, where's right this fucking album because the mixtape was yeesh ah yeah dude i don't remember who uh, i don't know who produces for nle but it sounds like it's all kind of like homegrown in-house in-house stuff so i'm hoping if he gets if he gets signed and kind of keeps with it but he did a song with Bad Baby, so I can respect that. Oh, yeah. He's definitely sure. up for the clicks. Damn, I forgot to put her on my list. Fucking A, bro. <laughs> she did a song with Birdman and Juvenile, too. God <laughs> damn, this dude's got <laughs> the features. Yes, sir. Right on. In Ali Choppa, spot number three. I fucks with it. My second pick. Let me decide who I should go with, who I should bring up here. I am going to bring up a young man from, I believe, Chicago. Let me double-check that. He's definitely a drill rapper. Yes, Chicago, Illinois. man that goes by the name of Polo G. He dropped an album this year that will definitely be on my uh, year-end list as far as favorite albums of the year. Definitely favorite hip-hop albums. Die a Legend. Uh, it was his debut album. I don't think he even put out. I don't think he put out a mixtape. I think this is like full on his first, um, like project in total. And that album just fucking blew me away. Um, it's it starts off hot with Lost Files, which is just one of the best fucking drill songs I've ever heard. I would <laughs> say go check it. again. Throw that bitch on your gym playlist and go do some push ups. <laughs> From there, he kind of fuses that drill sound into something a lot more melodic and a lot more accessible. And drill is something I've sort of been on the fringes of for a long time. Like, I've enjoyed guys like Chief Keef and fucking Lil Durk, but I haven't gotten too far into it. And this is definitely a guy that sort of takes that, that drill sound and molds it into something that's a little bit more palatable and something a little bit more enjoyable. And from what I've read, this he does take, he's he's not your typical internet rapper that's you know just firing out song after song, single after single, tape after tape. And those are honestly the kind of rappers that I enjoy because I like to listen to something, like I want to hear someone that can make a statement on a project. Let's all the way through. Let's put out just something solid. Hell and yeah. I think Polo G. For, I think he did do it with Die Legend. It's it's got hard tracks. It's got slow tracks. It's got it had fucking pop out with Lil TJ, which is a huge fucking like that's a radio single. The um, pull up to your party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my shit. I think Lil TJ could could easily be on this list as well. He that song definitely launched his career as well. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Polo G becomes sort of the face of drill music in the next couple years. I think he's got a ton of potential in sort of refining that style finding new ways to like i said take that drill sound and make it a little bit more accessible a little bit more melodic i, I think he's a, a great songwriter and he's a lot of fun to listen to and i think he might not drop anything in 2020 but i would not be surprised to see a dope follow-up record we'll see his name i'm sure i mean Absolutely. he's 20 years old he's i'm sure he's gonna be oh yeah is he signed yet guy. he is i don't know See this real quick. Pull up to your body. 
I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that tape went gold, so he's definitely getting... Nice. Know, maybe it's just the, you know, the residual listens for Pop Out, but he's a talented guy. He's not just... I don't think he's going to be a one-hit wonder. You know, maybe he, he'll shy away from putting... I don't know if he'll ever have a hit as big as Pop Out again, but I think he'll continue to put out pretty solid tapes. Yeah, dude's got plays on Spotify, man. Oh. Insane. Dude, that's crazy. I didn't even know. Wow. Yeah, he's, again, he's one of those guys that I heard pop out, and I was like, okay, this is just a, you know, one of those trendy little viral songs. But I saw the album got a good review, or got good reviews, so I fucking checked it out, and it really fucking blew me away. Like, the, I'm serious, the first song, Lost Files, is just one of the, it's one of the hardest trap songs, or uh, uh, drill songs I've heard, man. I'm gonna uh, check it out. Please do. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of like a, Kind of seems like he's in that Roddy Rich kind of. I don't. I don't see him like he does sing, but I see he still raps his ass off. Okay. Yeah, he was just in uh, NKC, I believe. Yeah, a he was opening ago. for fucking Young Thug and MGK on that weird <laughs> nice. ass tour. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've heard. I heard multiple things about that. He's on Now Seventy Two. That's cool. What's that? Remember those now? Oh, fucking. <laughs> he's on it. Polo Dude, G. Confirmed you for made Kids it. Pop 69. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, I got to check out Die a Legend, man. When that come out? Oh. Um, Dropped definitely earlier this summer. Year. Dude, there are so many. I'm so late, dude. Like, this summer had so many crazy, like, a- albums that I feel like I didn't listen to. But There's too much good music. What crazy. a problem to have. I know, especially in hip-hop. Like, terrible genre, man. <laughs> um... It's yeah, just not dude. the same, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously. Um, you want me to go? Please do. Cool, brother. What else we got? Uh, this spot is my number spot See how number. Many times I keep cutting you off. <laughs> wait, spot number three. I got two left. Your wait, this wait, is my wait. third. Your third, and holy shit, I can't do math. No, no we're no, good. I did two, and then it's five. You're right. Yep. Okay. Word. All right. <laughs> this is my uh, my R and B pick. Ooh. Since we had a uh, we got a couple R and B people on the on the list, so I was like, fuck it, might as well might as well put one on there. Um, this is Dreamville's. Um, I think she might be the only girl on Dreamville. Um, Ari Lennox. Yes, she I've heard that name. is yeah, dude. I'm like just now getting hip to her. She's been around. She's been on. She was on Revenge of the Dreamers. She was on uh, uh, Buddy's album. Uh, what's the name of it? Fucking Harlan and Alondra. Yeah, yeah. Um, she got nominated for three Grammys. She was. People were pretty outspoken about how she should have won couple of those grammys and and all that like i'm not gonna go into grammy politics but it just seems like this girl has had a hell of a 2019 um and i feel like i should probably listen to revenge of the dreamers 3 right <laughs> um it's just a bunch of honestly it's a it's a compilation of a bunch of posse posse cuts i'm not mad <laughs> yeah as, no as it's someone cool. who is also not the world's biggest j cole fan let's say yeah i enjoy it it's uh doesn't really have that much J Cole on it, so <laughs> no, nah, it's it's all right. It's nothing crazy. Um, J Cole fans thought it was the greatest thing ever. But, um, we love you, J Cole. <laughs> um, no, nah, dude. Uh, Ari Lennox. I I listened to her uh, her album that came out this year. Uh, that I am blanking on the name. Sorry. No worries. 
No, yeah, I've seen her name pop up. Uh, I did she, not know she was associated with Dreamville, but it's good to have that. It, Dreamville's definitely building a strong uh, a strong roster, I think. Oh yeah, I mean signing Jid. Um, that's Jid that's argue that that was pretty ballsy because he's arguably the best uh, the best spitter on that on that roster, and they got Earth Gang too that just are some freaking mutants from out outer space. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, Shea Butter Baby is the is the name of the album. Okay. Came out uh, in May. Um, some some really good cuts on there. That okay. Shea Shea Butter Baby title track with J Cole, super dope. Got broke with Jid, and then you got B M O Break Me Off, and this is a song that made me pick her for this because it's a uh, they they basically flipped uh, Woo Ha from Busta Rhymes. Hey, okay. Old like late '90s banger, and just basically did their own spin on it and it's a fucking dope track bro like the beat is amazing i think cause did the beat from dreamville i could be wrong that's kind of dope kind of in-house thing but um when i was listening to this bro i was getting erica badu vibes i was getting fucking that like that early that that no not lauren hill kind of lauren hill no 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 uh like kind of like that like Erica Badu, kind of Ashanti, just kind of like very singy, but kind of hip hoppy. Okay. Amory, all that other like Aaliyah, well. dude. Yeah, she can she can spit. She, I mean, she doesn't spit all that much. She's more kind of like melodic and all of like. I don't know how to explain it. She's just very like. Much more firmly in the R and B. Yeah, yeah. She she works in rapping, obviously, with the rappers that are on there, and she she definitely has her own flavor to it, but. I think in terms of an artist, like you can't go wrong with putting somebody like this on your list because I think she's going to be a pretty prominent name. Janelle Monae is another one that comes okay. to mind when I think of her. But uh, no, nah, dude, I'm very impressed by her. I'm not like too uh, in like I haven't really gone through her discography in depth. But what I have heard, I mean, I don't know. I've heard some people and I'm like, yo, this person's probably going to blow up like when i first hear him and i'm kind of getting that vibe from her for some reason i don't really know why but yeah <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like another artist that could use either like one giant single or one just killer album to really cement them as like okay there's your spot that's true man but like i'm looking at her stats on spotify and like there's like 20 million plus views and well, i'm just like no no no, i'm not saying that it's like it's like that's just crazy that that's not like a huge record you know like right. huge records now are fucking 500 million yeah. streams it's either you've got a cult following or everybody in the world is listening to you exactly i think she's kind of got that dreamville cult following but she's like i think her music definitely speaks for itself you know so ari lennox another artist i'm definitely she's excited from, to check out she's from the dmv too by the way so i think i think washington washington dc is where okay. she's from so yeah. Good shit. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to counter your singer with a, a little bit of a singer myself, um, guy we have already mentioned in the broadcast, but 03 Greedo, we sort of went through how we're hoping this Kenny Beats tape will sort of bring him to that next level. I just think he is just such an interesting talent. He's got a very unique, like, not just a, a, a writing voice, but an actual voice. Oh, yeah. His singing voice is very... <laughs> Uh, unique, like you know, as soon as you hear it, oh shit, that's Greedo. Mm-hmm. He's proved he is very good at collaborations. Uh, he put out a, an EP with Neff DeFaro of the Bay Area. He's open to working with just about anybody. Um, 
unique style, constantly churning out material. Like I said, he's been in fucking jail and he's put out two projects, about to be three projects this <laughs> year. So I, I, you know, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I think Greedo has definitely earned a spot on this list. And I think, I, I really hope 2020 is going to be his year as much as he can make it. And I think, you know, especially once he gets out, he's going to show the world that like, I mean, not the world, but the rap community that he is next up from that that comp to that LA rap lineage. I, I really think he's the guy. Hell yeah, man. I just want like I said, man, just free him and let him do his thing. I just yeah. hate when fucking dudes go into jail like like right when they're about to pop off. Like you could feel it like bubbling up for him yes. and then they just threw feels just like threw it happens him in a, cage. a lot. Yeah. Like I mean XXX when he I mean he deserved what he what he got. I'm not saying O three doesn't didn't do it with him. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, always, always fucking. To happens. my recollection, O3 got <laughs> collected with or got caught with 400 pounds of meth. Great. According to the story I read. Oh. Which I'm not saying. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm obviously not saying. O3 he Heisenberg. Do, he sell. <laughs> I'm not saying he should sell meth. I'm not saying drug dealing is okay. But again, it goes back to that whole. Felt like when you read about his story and he's been a crip for. 10 years and he's been just came from the gutter and just grinding to stay keep his head above water and then he finally gets a foothold in a legitimate industry and then oh we got you yep that's what usually happens his story with the bounty hunters and it's his story is insane (laughs) i i think if you can if he makes it out the other side like he has the makings of a legend like he could be i think he's set to be like the next boosie or the next like i don't know like uh, Max B and I hate to use guys that are sort of incarcerated but it's or have been incarcerated but it's like that kind of cult hero that that almost folk tale hero story and I think he's got that aura I, and I think he's got the music to back it up yep so yep 03 Greedo I like it on love, our list love the pick um let's see coming in at four for me is my I guess Say trap pick, um, young goat from uh, ATL, young thug junior, Lil Keed. Um, he signed to uh, Young Stoner Life YSL Records. Um, one of the, uh, like I said, one of the thug disciples. Who who is it? It's Gunna and then fucking baby, little baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I'm still, I'm, I'm, yeah, little Duke. I'm still trying to, fi- still trying to figure this kid out because there's some, there's some songs that I really don't like, but then there's some that I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like I really fuck with this dude. Have you heard any of his songs yet? I've heard a couple of his features on Thug related projects. I don't think I've listened to any of his. I know he put out a, a pretty, pretty bumping or like well known or w- what's the term I'm looking for. Greatly listened to like breakthrough. Yeah, uh, his album earlier this year had a lot of people buzzing about. Yeah, it. long live Mexico. I've, okay. I'm like, um, I've I've kind of dabbled into it a couple times. Uh, like the song with uh, what was it Million Dollar Mansion with Future and Thug. That's a banger. Um, I mean his breakthrough song Nameless. I'm still bumping that, and that's been out since I don't even know when it came out. But um, I think I think this kid's. I mean. Don't go in there like wanting 
anything like groundbreaking lyrics wise, but I think like melody wise and and just that whole kind of it's kind of like that trap vibe, that ATL just kind of feel. I think he's kind of bringing something different into it. I don't really know what it is he's bringing in, but like he he's just got a really like high pitched voice, and uh, I don't I don't know why I like him, but I like him. So um, Lil Keed, he I, I don't know he he's just got some flavor. He's he's swagged out all the time, and um, I, I I think he's next up in terms of like a, ATL rappers. Um, he's he's got the young Young Thug co-sign, obviously. I mean, he's signed to his signed to his record, whatever. I don't even know if it's a record label, yeah, but I think it's a label or like a subsidiary of a bigger label. Yeah, I think it's so. like three hundred or something. Is the uh, is the like, how did three hundred get so fucking big? I don't even. What is three hundred? Is it's a label? Is that it's, is is it's not Chief Keeps, is it? I don't no, think that's it. No, it was founded by. Keep talking. I'll do <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, uh, yeah, he came out with Long Live Mexico this year. Um, I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna come out with a with another album in 2020. Um, he's getting he's getting hella plays, and I was obvi- I was honestly pretty um, pretty surprised to see that he was he was not on this list. Um, I think he's kind of like the gunna pick because, like I was talking about, uh, I wrote an article last year where I where I like pinpointed who i would pick for the uh, 2018 freshman list um and i i picked gunna last year and they put gunna on this year so i think lil keed's probably gonna end up on it next year um doesn't really matter either way but yeah looks like 300 entertainment was founded by lear cohen who was a big wig at warner brothers or okay. warner music and he just sort of left and founded his own and Cool. Signed a whole bunch of, he's you know he's given the subsidiary to uh, YSL and he signed a whole bunch of hip hop and I, I would assume it, it feels like he wanted to break away from this bigger label and do something a little bit more modern something a little bit more in touch with the internet. Um, Seems like he's so. uh, well on his way to doing it. I mean he's got Young Thug. A lot of artists. Young Thug's like the. I feel like he's he. I was having this conversation. I mean like. He was talking about the biggest artist since 2010, and I, I threw his name out there because he's oh, come out with some good. pretty, definitely. yeah, definitely. but like, he's he, he still got that influential. I would say, yeah, he's just still got that like stigma around him, like that, like I don't know what. I mean, he was obviously like on some weird like dress wearing stuff that people weren't all on, but like in terms of music, I feel like he's one of like the freshest artists that like keeps kind of like reinventing himself sometimes and i don't i think that kind of gets looked over by the mainstream i think people Uh, still look at him as kind of like a weirdo (laughs) first off i think it's amazing that like the biggest most well-recognized member of the bloods is a cross-dresser i think that's very (laughs) forward thinking for 2019 yeah um the question i wanted to ask about key and this goes in relation to thug is a lot of a lot of people think that sort of Thug's disciples like Lil Baby and Gunna, the big knock on them is that they sound too much like Thugga. Mm-hmm. Do you see that being an issue with Keed, or do you think he's got a, a strong enough style on his own? Um, so the thing with Keed is, like, he... Sorry, man. You good. He, he's got, like... Right. <laughs> he's got that, uh... He's got a high-pitched voice that Young Thug kind of puts in some of his songs, but I think... I think the thing about Keed is he that's that's what he's known for 
and he, he makes it a point to like keep with that and kind of like okay. figure out ways to like differentiate himself like there's been there's been uh there's been videos of him in the studio just like in his own world just like doing these weird like sounds with his voice and like people awesome. were people were making fun of him but then there's people in the comments like yeah but the fucking finalized version is going to be the biggest banger <laughs> this year i think that's crazy to me because like sort of willing he, to experiment with yeah his he's voice. he's experimental and, it, and even with his beats i mean uh my favorite song that million dollar mansion i mean he's it's a pierre song and like mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a fucking sick pierre beat and like i i think i think if he's collabing with the right people and and just keep doing his thing and experimenting then i don't i don't even want to know like what <laughs> what he's going to come out with because he i mean he kind of says kind of the same shit but then at the same at the same time says i feel like his song way. his songwriting's just kind of a different like different take on shit so I don't know, man. I fuck, fuck yeah. low key. Look him up. <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to more of his solo shit. Yeah, why so? I'm gonna follow up with another uh, trap pick. Sort of my my callback to you is uh, a man who also has a very significant cosign. This man is actually the cousin of Twenty One Savage, Mister Young Nudie. Uh, Nudie dropped a very impressive tape to me uh, earlier this year. Slimeair with uh, Young Pierre Born. Uh, just a, you know, it's kind of hard to fuck up a, uh, a collaborative tape that's entirely <laughs> produced by Pierre. But I think Young Nudie definitely showed, he, he held his own. I think he's a very entertaining force on the mic. He's very good at sort of painting scenarios and coming up with different ways to use his voice and different flows. Like, he's a very entertaining presence. Um, he also dropped, he's got a, a, a very... Uh, a pretty solid list of mixtapes. I haven't dug too deep into them, but uh, I know the Slime Ball series has been pretty big. But I think I think Young Nudie, whether he's with Pierre or whether he's striking out on his own, I think he's definitely proved himself to be a uh, a very interesting voice on the mic, very interesting presence. And I I think I would like to see him. He's one of these artists that I would like to see focus a little bit more. Um, and I think working with Pierre was sort of a good first step in capturing a vibe and sort of going through it on the whole album and sort of structuring an album that goes up and down and it, it flows a certain way. I think if he did that a little bit he a little bit tighter with his actual songwriting and would sort of take some of the crazy tossed off ideas he has in a verse and stretch them out to like a whole song or a chorus or something, I think he could have some big hits. Um, and if he doesn't want to go that route, I'm all for him just still putting out just fucking slapping ass, hood ass trap shit. Um, I think Young Nudie, he's uh, he had a lot of buzz this year. I think he's going to have a lot of buzz next year if he puts out another big project. And I'm interested to see what else he's got going for him. Love it. Love the pick. I hate that I didn't, uh, didn't remember to put him in my picks. I don't know why I didn't. But, uh, yeah, dude, Young Nudie's definitely one of my favorite new guys out. Um, slim. And he was on fucking The Leak. He was on Kid Cudi, the, the yep. biggest song of the year that hasn't actually dropped yet. God, that song is so fucking good. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Slim Air, Slim Air is, um, that, that mixtape, or mixtape album, whatever it is, I think from front to back, it's one of the better uh, trap albums that have come out. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, Definitely it's like... be on my year-end list somewhere. Yeah, it's, it has like five or six songs that were on repeat. 
directly after it. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, you you pretty much summed it up pretty well for me, man. I I love Young Nudie. I've um, I remember I need listening. To go back and listen to some of his older shit. Yeah, I remember he was on SoundCloud. Like, so he. I feel when, like I've seen the name forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those guys that you keep you you see the name, but just like never really listen to him. But until this year, that that was that was the case. Um, yeah, I think I think he's probably gonna be one of my most played artists. Like whenever Spotify like comes out with like my report at the end of the year, he'll probably be at, at the top just because I I've, I've played him repetitive so many times. But yeah, dude, Young Nudies. I don't know how he didn't get on this list. That's crazy, man. Um, you had too many other just great artists to give some shine to. Hey, I, I understand it. Guess so, man. Guess so. So, last, last of one. Your list. Let's hear it, brother. All what right. Do you have for us. Cap us off on a good one. Yeah. All right. Last one. This is my personal favorite of Ooh. the of the group. I've just started to become hip to him. Another another rapper from uh, Compton, California. Uh, Mr. Baby Keem. Um, Baby Keem. Yeah. So he's got affiliations with Top Dog Entertainment. I've seen rumors that he's Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Um, but if you know who Dave Free is, do you know who Dave Free is? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ex-president of Top Dog Entertainment um just announced that he is not going to be with Top Dog Entertainment anymore and he's focusing more on his own thing and pretty much Baby Keem is that own thing like he is focusing on Baby Keem's career Baby Keem is 17 years old um uh, from Compton California um came out with an album I believe it was this summer called Die for My Bitch um <laughs> shit's fucking good um I've been uh i i just got hip to it maybe a couple weeks ago i've been playing been playing that all the way through um the productions on it's crazy um actually this guy he produces most of his own shit which is fucking sick as well um but yeah so he's got he's got that like rapper composer um producer kind of triple threat he's got credits on uh uh num num juice on crash talk He's on J-Rock's Redemption, he's on the Lion King album, he's on the Black Panther album, and he's only 17 fucking years old. So, aka, dude's gonna fucking blow up. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I mean, I mean, on the outside of all that, I think he's a, he's a very, like, he's a very good artist. He, he's got a way of kind of bringing in, like, that kind of like new school i guess you could call it like soundcloud not really mumbly but he's he's got he's got like a very like high voice complexion but his it's just wordplay and his rhymes and his like just way like describing things his old relationships are just super dope um orange soda his single from that album um one of my favorite songs this year it's just a uh, literally the first song's just <laughs> bitch sit on my face I attack that like dude like I don't know like it just kind of speaks for itself like he's uh, I think he's got everything pointing like everything for this kid's pointing up and he's literally a fucking kid and he put out a very solid very solid album I don't even think it's his debut album but uh, yeah man Baby Keem if you haven't listened to it get hip I think uh, along like like I was saying with Ari Linux, it's like you hear it and you're just like, all right, I can definitely see this person kind of blowing up and being a household name. And yeah, that's what I see with Baby Keem. So yeah, geez, with 
everything you just laid out from, <laughs> you know, him being a producer of his own shit to him having songwritings on fucking Crash Talk and on the Black Panther album to fucking Dave Free literally basically making this guy the the priority. It seems like all signs are pointing to a huge success. So mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be someone I'm going to watch in the future. I, I have not heard of him, but I, he's... I've already added that album to my <laughs> Apple Music. He, I'm probably going to bump it on the ride home. He's he is going to be someone to watch from what I understand. And if he is indeed Kendrick's like cousin, like some people could say like, "Oh, obviously he's going to be on the Black Panther album. Obviously he's, he's going to industry yeah, plant." That's what I've heard from him, but I'm like, he's actually making like good shit though, so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't matter. it doesn't the make sense. Good. I don't I don't get that. So like he's obviously having a lot of opportunities presented to him and he's just running with it and i respect that with anyone in all facets of life so fuck yeah yeah that's that's it for me i'll be honest that that's the whole reason i've been doing this i wanted to do this episode because i wanted to figure out who i should be fucking listening to next year and baby keem just shot to the top of my list hell yeah so my final pick i actually have three people left on my pick or left on my list Uh, i had a couple alternates just in case um i had all black as a as a alternate a guy i've mentioned before nice he's a uh he's a uh a bay area guy who has you know he's come out with a couple of solid projects in the past um, I think he's very much going to continue to stay in his own lane. Uh, I think he's going to build a, a niche, sort of a, a cult following around him a lot like E-40 has. And I'm not just saying that because he's from <laughs> the Bay Area, but he's got that same sort of presence about him. And uh, so he's not my choice, but I think he is also going to be someone to watch. Um, another, The other person who is on here that I is not my choice, but... I do think is going to be someone to watch is a guy by the name of TJX6. Have you heard of anything of him? I saw him buzzing on the internet, and I looked him up, and his shit is... Is he the scammer? Yes. Yes, all right. His shit is hilarious, (laughs) and it's also kind of terrifying, and I hope he never hears this, because I don't want him to, like, hijack the podcast or anything. Um, Steal the the, the five cents. I haven't looked... I haven't listened to that much of his music. I listened to his track with Kasher Kwan, Dynamic Duo... He has a very interesting flow. I would describe it as Blueface-esque, whereas the beat is a suggestion rather than a rule. <laughs> um, there's an, the, the thing that really sold me on it was the music video. I can't remember the name of the track. Let me see if I can try to find it. But it's literally him detailing how he scammed a Walmart, and then it's him filming in a Walmart, like, rolling up with, uh, like, <laughs> fucking shopping... Swipe Story, I believe it's called. Uh, a shopping cart filled with uh, TVs and he's talking about the, you know, trying not to sweat when he has to look at the the card that's not his as he plugs it in and he's like explaining to the workers there, oh yeah, these are Christmas presents for my cousins and all that shit. (laughs) Like, it's very creative and very interesting. I don't know how big it can necessarily get, but I found it, I find it really, really interesting to follow. Apparently, he's also scammed a fucking journalist and, like, stole the information, or he's been trying to get, like, he'll try to get your social if you ever interview him, shit like that. Oh, my God, dude. So, he's Just another, another very fun character to uh, to follow. But, actually, my choice 
is going to a man that goes simply by the name of Mike. Young Mike. Mike. He <laughs> is... God damn, there's so many rappers named Mike. He <laughs> has been associated with... I came across him because he's associated with Earl Sweatshirt and sort of the standing on the corner group, that very much lo-fi, low quality, but also very jazzy... Uh, it's it's a very interesting style, but it, it it can basically be summed up by the last couple of projects that Earl like, especially uh, some rap songs. That style of like soul samples, but it's also kind of sounds like it was recorded on a fucking toaster. But <laughs> Mike, he's put out four projects since 2018. Uh, his most recent, I believe, was Tears of Joy, which came out this year. I haven't dug too deep into it, but he's he, in my mind, nails that style. He's he's able to make that kind of abrasive sound listenable because he's such a strong songwriter. When you can actually tell what he's saying, he he he's very good at putting together something that's compelling out of that that really messy aesthetic. And I don't know if he's necessarily going to be huge. But I think I think he's definitely going to continue to put out sort of underground projects that are going to keep catching ears. I think he's, you know, each album, the album that caught my ear was War in My Pen. Uh, and then he put out Renaissance Man, which I believe came uh, after it was later that year. And those, like, they follow the same aesthetic, but they both sound very, very different. And I think he's going to keep sort of uh, bebopping from... from sound to sound while keeping that same aesthetic and I think that's I, I think he's a very talented guy and I'm interested to see I hope he does a little bit more collaboration with Earl himself mm-hmm. and yeah I think him and I, I expect big things out of him and the whole Standing on the Corner Collective which again was sort of instrumental to the sound of Earl Sweatshirt's most recent output so I think Mike is definitely the standout sort of out of that group I don't think he's in the group, but he's sort of associated with them. And I think he's going to keep putting out some really solid albums, and I hope more people end up listening to him because he's fucking dope. Hell yeah, man. I got him, uh, got, was it, Tears of Joy um, yes. saved Give already. Listen. Yeah, if you like Mavi, I think you'll, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy Mike. It's a little bit different, but it's same sort of vibe. Bet. Yeah, speaking of Mavi, uh, Honorable Mention was going to put him in here, but uh, just didn't. I still, I've, I've still got his uh, his most recent tape on my to listen to list. I definitely still plan on listening to his shit. Dude, it's just so tough to listen to like everything. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah, but we do our best, and yeah. we we listen. I guarantee you we listen to more than our listeners do. So <laughs> try we're to. to consolidate it <laughs> and make it break it down into what you need to listen to. We yes, do sir. That service for you, the listener. So. Go ahead, run us through your list from the top, and we'll put together our 10, our XXL 2020, or no, our our Good Kids 2020 (laughs) list. Let's hear it. Good Kids. Say 2019 or 2020? Sure, let's go with 2019. I don't care. Either way. I think, Um, yeah, 2019, because we're making it in 2019, and it's who we're looking forward to going forward. Word. So I got... Uh, Who proved themselves this year? Who <laughs> earned their spot as a freshman this year? Uh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I got uh, I got Buddy out of, uh, let's just say, Los Angeles, California. Um, I got NLE Chapa from Memphis, Tennessee. 
Uh, I got Ari Lennox from Washington, D.C., DMV. Uh, Lil Keed from Atlanta. And Baby Keen, Compton, California. Beautiful. My list is looking like Slow Tie. Young Nudie, Polo G, O3 Greedo, and Mike, simply Mike. Dude, I think that's a hell of a list. Dude, out there. honestly, I think that's pretty fucking good. I just typed it out on my phone, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of dirty. Fucking killers on here. So I, I think we'll see probably five or six. I would say on next year's list. I could you think be wrong. We, you think we nailed five that XXL are gonna grab? I think half at least. I Maybe, think, though. We'll see. I can see that. Who do you think? Um, I can see Nudie. I can see Keed. I think NLE Choppa's a lock. Yeah, easily. Unless he, something happens. Um, maybe Keem if he... I don't know. You got you got to let me know what you think about Keem. Um, I'm very interested. In your <laughs> shit. Very, Maybe I'm hyping him up. Maybe I'm hyping him up too much. No, um, I'm interested to hear it, bro. Yeah, I think Buddy would be a reach, but yeah, let's say let's say four, four at least. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I think our list is pretty uh, yeah, pretty illustrious. A, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I bet it's better than next year's list. I think it's better than this year, uh, the 2019 XXL list. Come on our list. Come yeah, on our come pod, fucking, XXL. Come at if us, they're bro. still a publication. I'll, I'll fucking fight their editor in chief on camera, bro. Dude, I don't even know who their editor in chief is. Probably someone who's fucking jacked and <laughs> like a jujitsu master. Um, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Good Kids Podcast. Please give us some feedback on Twitter. Let us know what you think. If you agree, disagree with any of our picks, who would you have put in there? If you want to nominate someone for the coveted eleventh Good Kids spot. Go ahead and let us know. You can find us at the Good Kids Pod on Twitter, twitter.com slash the Good Kids Pod. My name is Carlton Douglas Kinley, and I'm on Twitter at K A R L T O N D K I N L E Y. And I am Dakota Lofton. You can call me Dak. Hit me up on Twitter, Big Mac Dak, B I G M A C D A K. Click the links. You'll find some dope shit in there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. This man studies rap battles for a living. I switched it. Oh, oh, we got a new bio. <laughs> this is big. What do we got now? I pledge allegiance to the band of Mr. Schneebly and will not fight him <laughs> for creative control. Name that movie? Anyone? <laughs> Fucking, I know the name Mr. Schneebly. Yeah, School of Rock, bro. School of Rock, <laughs> Damn. All right, well, maybe I, should, maybe I should work on it. Maybe Jack I need... Black's coming <laughs> on our show next week to yep. explain it. All right, guys. News. And we're out.